think people are putting too much emphasis. Oh, yeah, Peter, he's a fictophilia. Yep. You know, or it's like somebody saying, like, I remember there's one or two people trying to battle with me on social media, guys, that I'm a, uh, one of those genders. I'm a cisgender. I went, no, I'm a male. I'm a man. No, you're a cisgender. No, I'm not. Asshole. Peter. Well, ladies and gents, welcome back. Today's discussion, fictophilia. Has anybody ever heard this fucking term before? I've never heard it. And I'm studying, like I'm observing studying psychology, but hey, if this is an actual fucking proper term, (laughs) maybe I'm reading the wrong shit. Because I haven't heard this one before, I'll be totally honest with you. But, you know, guys, I want to run through this one today. This is when we were talking about dating. and Because we've come across all sorts of weird words in the last couple of months, haven't we, guys? Such as cuckolding and... Oh, what are the other ones again? But, I mean, have we got into this situation now where we're just, we're just talking out of our fucking ass? Like, when we talk about this, guys, I'm going to read out the article to you. And I'm going to go through some of my experiences here and what, what I've experienced myself. In terms of, have I felt this fictophilia before? It's basically like being obsessed with a fictional character, but there's a lot more to it now, so we'll go through it now. But it's stuff that we know already. And then this person's just trying to tell us. This is according to a psychologist here, by the way. Okay, so, you know, bear with me, guys, because maybe I'm a fucking dumbass here and I don't have a clue what I'm talking about sometimes, because... This is so obvious. We all know this stuff already. But, you know, I'm going to go through what I have solved in my mind, how to kind of, well, try my best to get over with uh, obsession with certain girls <laughs> over my ears. I'm like a fucking moron. Jesus. Okay. So let's start off, will we? The heading is three signs you experience fictophilia according to a psychologist. Wow. There we go. So, fictophilia, fictosexuality, and fictoromance. Oh, my God. There's three words for this. Now, guys, I've had a quick read through this, right? Kind of bullet points. I've, I've said this before in some of my other ones when I, when I call out these articles. I don't like to go into them too much. Not because I'm lazy. It's simply because I want to have the element of surprise. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, I want to be surprised when I'm reading this fucking thing. So then it makes it a bit more juicier, interesting, and, you know, hopefully you don't, you know I'm not full of shit when I'm calling these out. So, okay, let's go back. Fictophilia, fictosexuality, and fictoromance refer to the intense and enduring emotional attachment, love, infatuation, or desire that individuals experience for fictional characters. Now, I know we're on about characters now, and I'm on about real life, but bear with me here, guys. Give me a little bit of rope on this one, Okay. So it continues. Many individuals are fictophiles who experience this wonder if it's normal or healthy, often facing social stigma, shame and confusion about their strong feelings to these characters. To better understand this phenomenon, here are three signs that you are a fictophile. Oh, there you go, guys. Well, hey, if it says here you're a fictophile, you must be a fictophile. Or maybe we all just have these moments, you know what I mean? Like, okay, before we even carry on, I remember I was obsessed with Cindy fucking Crawford when I was back, when I was a kid. You know, she was an unbelievable model. Like, she was just like, God's gift. Does that make me a fictophile when I'm a fucking teenager? Seriously, like, I'm I'm, I'm wondering here. Okay, number one. 
you face the fictophilia paradox. The researchers in dif- the researchers differentiate between mental disorders such as erotomania and fictophilia. I don't even want to know what erotomania is to the, according to this person. Erot- oh, here it, they're going to say it. Erotomania is characterized by a delusional belief that someone, often a public figure or someone of higher social status, is in love with the affected individual, despite a lack of real evidence or re- reciprocity. Jeez, I can't even speak English. In contrast, the fictophilia paradox refers to the idea that fictophiles are highly aware that their character they love is not real, yet continue to yearn for them deeply. They can differentiate between fiction and objective reality and, uh, and acknowledge the parasocial nature of their feelings, but the genuine emotions they develop for these characters can create sadness and discomfort due to the obvious lack of any possible result back with the person. Well, I don't think it's that they're disappointed that they're not going to get the Cindy Crawford or Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Bradley Cooper, whoever the fuck it is. I think it's actually they're sad because, oh God, am I thinking I'm falling in love with a fictional character? Like, what's wrong with me? I think that's what's wrong here. You know what I mean? You know the person's not real. Really? This is a fucking psychologist saying this stuff? They actually believe this? Really? Because like if you if you like the Cindy Crawford or the Bradley Cooper, and if you feel, okay, oh god, I'm sad, I'm not gonna get the Bradley Cooper or Cindy Crawford or whoever, Eva Longoria, like you're gonna go out and try and find someone who looks like that, wouldn't you? Our same type, you know, the same beautiful eyes, the body, whatever it is. I just don't see where this fits in. However, fictophiles may have fantasies of the character returning their feelings and consider them a real source of social support. The researchers suggest that the emotional confusion resulting from the fictophilia paradox is logical as prior research shows that individuals who perform who form parasocial romantic relationships perceive them as having similar benefits to real life connections. I don't know what to say to this. We have the next heading here, the next bullet point. Number two, you engage deeply with fictional characters. Oh, here we go. If you've ever come across an interesting and particularly vivid piece of fan fiction, it may have been written by a fictophile. According to the 2021 study, similar to a devoted fan, fictophiles enhance their connection with a beloved fictional character by engaging in daydreams and fantasies. Cosplaying? C-O-S playing? I don't even know what that fucking... I don't even have to pronounce that. Creating fan art or writing fan fiction centered around the character. Let's just go back a second here now. Let's just take one or two steps back. They enhance their connection with a beloved fictional character by engaging in daydreams and fantasy. Okay. But what's the problem with that? Do you know? Is there any difference to that if you're if you're sitting there thinking about Eva Longoria or your Bradley Cooper? Well, isn't that the same type of thing as watching porn on your fucking phone? Wouldn't it be the same fucking thing? 
or or do we do we have to now say oh you're a pornophilia? Like is that is that going to be the next word? Or jeez, <laughs> don't tell me it's out there already. Is it pornophilia or some bullshit? Like, what's the problem here? You see, this is the problem here, guys. Today in society, everything's a fucking problem. Oh oh, you've got this, you've got that. Everybody then is starting to freak out. You know? I mean, go on to Google and, I mean, you know, you got a, a runny nose and it, it's, it's his first sign of lung cancer or something, or brain cancer, or nose cancer. There's, just, there's too much of this worrying going on and analyzing. I know I, know I analyze shit to death, but not the way this. All right. Fictophiles might also get character-related tattoos, clothing, jewelry, or other merchandise, serving as a tangible representation of their deep admiration and attachment. You see, I don't like tattoos. I never, I never want to get one ever. I think they're really sexy on women. Do not get me wrong. I think they're incredibly hot on a woman. Well, of course, it depends on the, on the, on the right one, too. You know what I mean? But... They do attract me. Now, that's as far as tattoos go with me. But at the same time, I'd stand up for anybody who has a tattoo of their... Well, I don't know. Is it kind of weird getting a tattoo of your your celebrity crush? I suppose it is, isn't it, really? Or is it... Do we just know... Uh, like, you know, we see in news and movies, uh, we see the, the stalker that's got the tattoo. What's different to getting your favorite celebrity tattoo versus a, a bulldog tattoo? Really? What's the problem? I genuinely don't see a problem. I can see why people go, oh yeah, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Jeez, Peter got a tattoo of uh, Eva Longoria. Bit fucking weird, isn't it? Well, does it mean that Peter then is a psycho? He's got fictophilia? His whole life is put on hold because he's obsessed with Eva Longoria. I, I, I just, I don't see the problem. You know why? If people didn't get photos of bulldogs or other stuff, if they never got tattoos like this ever in their life, then I'd understand more. Now, I think the diff, the problem here comes where. You get a tattoo of Peter. Let's say Peter goes out, gets a photo or a tattoo of Eva Longoria, but Peter will not date women. Well, then that's a different story. But if Peter's gone out dating blondes or girls who even look like Eva Longoria, or they've got the brown eyes of Eva Longoria, what's the problem here? At least I'm continuing on with my life here. But getting a tattoo, I, I don't see this as a problem, guys. Really, I, I don't. I don't. And then they're saying creating, they create fan art or writing fan fiction centered around the character. Well, Jesus Christ, you know what? If you're creating fan, if you're creating fan art or writing fan fiction centered around the character, Jesus Christ, you could become a millionaire. <laughs> you never know if you've got any talent. It could be, it could be the greatest asset you've ever, ever had in your life doing this shit. So I wouldn't uh, rule that out. Now, unless, like, you know, that's just one step. Then you take the second step and then you're you're locking yourself into your, your room and not leaving because all you can do is fantasize about this person. That's a different story, though. 
You know what? I, do you know where I'm going with this, guys? I think people are putting too much emphasis. Oh, yeah, Peter, he's a fictophilia. Yep. You know, or it's like somebody saying, like I remember there's one or two people trying to battle with me on social media, guys, that I'm a uh, one of those genders. I'm a cisgender. I went, no, I'm a male. I'm a man. No, you're a cisgender. No, I'm not, asshole. I'll call whatever myself, whatever the fuck I want. But the way people are so quick now these days to just label you this and that. And like the balls in some people. I think this is where this is going with this article, guys. You know? It's like that person who, who tried to convince me I'm a cisgender or whatever gender it was. You know, and it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't that they even came over to me and said, So, you know, Peter, normally now, these days in 2023, you'd be known as a cisgender. Like, would you agree with that? Like, if they said that to me now, I'd be still a bit kind of like, fuck you in my head. Like, my back would be up a little bit. But I wouldn't be that bad because at least they're asking me, you know? Like, they're saying that, well, look, it, I suppose in certain societies, I'd be considered a cisgender or whatever the fuck they'd call me, right? I certainly do not... You know what? People can call me whatever they want, but I'm not going to call myself a cisgender because I'm not a cisgender. I got nothing wrong with the cisgenders. I'm just a male, a man. Since man has ever come or whenever men came along this planet, I don't even know, right? So excuse me for my history here or my timeline. But if you want to be called cisgender, go for it. But don't expect other people to, to do it as well. And so, okay, let's move this on. Number three bullet point. You prefer fictional people to real ones. Research shows that individuals connect to fictional characters by judging if they are ethical, attractive, realistic, and personally relevant to them, even if they evoke mixed emotions. For instance, one may be fascinated by a character who has committed crimes they do not condone, simultaneously feeling attracted to them or even sorry for them. Well, let's go back here a second. Research shows that individuals connect to fictional characters by judging if they are ethical, attractive, realistic, and personally relevant to them, even if they evoke mixed emotions. Uh, aren't we all attracted to the hot chick on TV? The hot guy on TV? Aren't we all? I thought that was a given, right? Jesus. And what's the problem? That's only step one. The step two is if you lock yourself in your basement and you never come out, then we got a problem. And, okay. Fictophiles also have a high degree of control over their interactions with fictional characters. Yeah, no shit. Because they can't run out and just touch their celebrity on their shoulder. There's self-control because they have to have self-control because there's no other option of having self-control because they can't get out to their person. They're stuck in their dungeon or they're stuck in their room just looking at them. So it's not that they've self-control. They can't meet their celebrity. Doesn't mean they're going to jump them, but... It is essential to remember that these behaviours are not inherently problematic or unusual and often serve as a genuine source of comfort and support. The strong attachment to fictional characters can be a healthy and enjoyable part of a fictophile's life. Yeah, no shit. It's called wanking at home, man. However, it is important to maintain a balance between one's affection for fictional characters and one engagement in real-world relationships, as genuine human connection is essential for emotional well-being and personal growth. Oh, here we go. Here's the conclusion. Fictophiles navigate 
the complex, intersect, complex intersection of fiction and reality with their love for fictional characters. Fictophilia provides an important, or sorry, an opportunity for emotional connection, even if it remains unreciprocated, as individuals find solace in these beings that may be lacking elsewhere. While these experiences are valid, maintaining a balance between deep fictional attachments and real-world relationships remain essential. You see, here's what I'm, con- I'm here's what I'm gonna conclude here. People who are, first of all, guys, I don't think anybody's a fictophilia and you've got a problem here, right? Because this is the way I think this is the way this guy's making it sound like, oh, I'm a certain type. Oh, Jesus. Hey, if you're a male, you're a male. If you're a female, you're a female. If you're a cisgender, you're a cisgender. If you're gay, you're gay. If you're a lesbian, you're a lesbian. If you're XYZ gender, you're XYZ gender. If you want to be called a fictophilia, all the best to you. Cool. But there's a lot of people, guys, I'm telling you. Fictophilia. (laughs) There's no difference here. You could still be the same what he's talking about. In other words, you could be, uh, you know, obsessed with some celebrity. You're jerking off every night to the person, right? Or whatever it is. And what? You don't have much human connection? You probably don't have a lot of human connection, not because of your celebrity... But it's just because you're just antisocial in general. And you've got to work on your antisocial skills. You can't blame that, oh, I fictophilia. It's like, it's a disease. Like, do you know what I mean? This is where we're going with this here. Next, it's going to be a disease. And Lord knows, they're the real victims, the people with the disease here. No, you just have to work on your social skills. What I would say, and we're going to close this off, guys. What I would say is, you work on your fucking social skills. Get out there. Get on a dating app. Tinder, Bumble, POF, whatever the fuck. Hinge. Get out there. Mingle. Try and get a bit of action if you want a bit of action. If you want a girlfriend, boyfriend, great. Go get a girlfriend, boyfriend. But no. Guys, I I just hope I'm getting through. I know uh, it's kind of a, a... a short podcast today but i hope i'm getting through here guys to anybody that's thinking you know please don't worry you know please don't worry thinking oh geez i'm a fictophilia here fucking hell i never thought that about myself some of these people are writing articles just for nothing just because they have nothing else to do they're making up shit as they go and that's it they have to write a fucking article And, yeah, I've no doubt there's people out there that have completely and utterly locked themselves in their basements fantasizing about the Bradley Cooper or the Eva Longoria. There's no doubt there's people like this. But that's just the trigger. Bradley Cooper, it's not his fault that he has this woman or a guy obsessed with him. Or vice versa for Eva Longoria. It's just the trigger that the person's looking for. They're looking for any excuse to lock themselves in their basement or their dungeon or wherever they are. It's not because you got a disease. Ah, anyway, guys. <laughs> Fictophilia. Oh, God. What's next? Seriously. What's fucking next? Anyway. Guys, we're going to leave it there. Please don't worry if, you're a fic- if you think you're a fictophilia or not. Drive on. You'll be fine. Cheers, guys. We'll be back again with more dating stuff very soon. Bye-bye. Peter. Wow. 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 Wow.